The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound, so you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. Thanks for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. It is I, Stephen Jodderand. Joining me today, as always, is Jake Wachoba and Armand Kapfai. And on today's episode, Zlatan Ibrahimovic opens his mouth yet again. And Wayne Rooney tweets. Now, listeners, if you haven't done so, hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review and follow us at Pod. Now, fellas, I believe this is back-to-back weeks where MLS action was more entertaining than the Premier League. Although the TV numbers will reflect the opposite, no doubt. We all know that's coming. But guys, how we doing? Jake, crazy night for Minnesota. Terrible night. Terrible. It's a terrible night. <laughs> you cannot, in any circumstance, draw to Orlando City at home last night. What a, a just a bad result for the Loons. They should have won that game. They had so many opportunities in the first thirty minutes of that match. They they were just running circles around Orlando City, and they couldn't. They just couldn't finish. And whether or not you want to say the Icapara challenge on Nani was a penalty or wasn't a penalty. I thought it was, but I thought it might have been a little soft. I think he, uh, it wasn't clear whether there was contact or not. I just think that Minnesota needed more out of that match than the draw. Come on. You, you have to enjoy the late drama, though. I mean, yeah, that's fun, but you have to look at it from the perspective of two through seven in the West is jammed together, and... You need to look at where Minnesota United is in the standings and in saying you can't you can't afford to be getting draws at home. You need to be getting wins right now. I mean, this isn't that Minnesota United team of two years ago where, yeah, draw. We got we got points. Great. That's awesome. We didn't give up six goals. They needed to win that game last wow. night. And that's gonna be a a disappointing result when we look back at uh at the season as, as a whole for the Loons. <laughs> Armand, Especially, do you hear this? Do you hear this? Jim, yeah, I know. Jim, I do. Wow. I, do. I agree with them because especially with how much of a home foot advantage Allianz Field is, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, we see it week in and week out. They, they don't lose there. And you want – look, they're not going to get the one seed. We know that. But that two seed is basically as, as good at that point. I mean, you get that home field advantage until you have to play NLAFC. So, I mean, they need that two seed. And, you know, they have teams kind of uh, nipping at their heels and they need to – they need to get three points, especially against the team, and especially at home against a team that's on the outside looking in the Eastern Conference right now. I agree with Jake, and they have to do better. They can't have these results. And I mean, this part of the thing that kind of concerns me about the Loons, they get results like this, like disappointing. 
the match Armand was watching was a strange but glorious finish. Yeah, no, SC Dallas did not deserve to draw that game. Uh, uh, they came back from down 3-0, though, so, I mean, props to them, but they look, they look dead. They look dead in the water after that first 45 is, minutes. Is this and team then, making the playoffs? Man, before the season started, I said no, and I'm looking at the standings right now, Portland with games in hand. Your team's form have been really well. Dallas have had questions offensively. I don't think so. I mean, they might sneak in as a seven or six seed, but then they have to play what maybe like Minnesota on the road. And there'd be a good, there'd be a good matchup against Minnesota, I'd say. But like any other team on the road, I think they'd get smacked. And it make the playoffs is good enough, I think, for them. But I don't think they'd do anything to make any noise. I think it'd make it interesting, but nothing to make any it's noise. Not, it's not the team of a couple of years ago where it was like, ooh, if Dallas sneaked yeah, into nope. the playoffs, and it's like that's the team nobody wants to play. But it's, it seems yep, no way. Seems that title has been eroded away through through the last several months. Now, listeners at Unksam Soccer Pod, question of the day: Do Zlatan Ibrahimovic's comments help or hurt the league? Now, Jake Ibra has said quite a bit. Well, most recently, Stephen, we have. Zlatan talking about new teammate Christian Bavone arriving at LA Galaxy, essentially stating he's too good to play in MLS. And Armand and I talked about this with Joseph Lowry last week uh, on Ibra's take on MLS playoffs. Stephen, can you play the tape? When they talk about the playoff, mm-hmm. we just need to make the playoff, win the playoff, and that's it. So it doesn't matter if you lose or win. But is that something that you try to, to talk to the younger players to have that mentality that you... How can you learn mentality if you just need to, to reach the playoffs? So that's the problem then. The format is probably the... I think the system is shit. But that's the way it is. Because you talk about mentality. For me, mentality is every day. Okay. Training, the way you train is the way you play game. The, the results in every game is important. But here you come seven, seven plays, you make the playoff, you win. So how do you create that mentality to be on your toes 24 hours? It's very difficult. Now, guys, we've, we've all heard this comment from a few weeks ago, but listeners, if you haven't, Zlatan uttered this right before the LAFC match. Quote, MLS is not the level of Europe, to be honest. Before I played with players, either on my level or close to it, here I am, a Ferrari among Fiats. Yeah. Oh, the banter. Jake, you don't like this, do you? No. You think this is, this is bad for the league? Yeah, it's horrible. It's not. It's not good for the league, and I, I, I don't understand how anybody can really think this is good for the league. I think comments like Pavone is too good to play in MLS devalues the league. It makes a mockery of its quality. You can't complain about the league's growth and quality, and then turn around and say, "Oh yeah, the league sucks." But why are they getting this guy to play here? This guy's too good to be play- to, to be playing in the league. You, you know, you can't have it both ways. You can't have your cake and eat well, it too. Well, well, I don't think he's. I think what the Pavone comment is basically he's praising the guy. He's like, yeah, he, he's MLS is a league. He's good enough to be in Europe. Yeah. So why can't he say he's a damn good player? Tip of the cap to the front office for getting him into the side. Well, he can't say that because it's Ibrahimovic. Right, no, Arman? he can't say that. And that's what's annoying about Zlatan. Before Armand gets his 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 statement in here, I just want to say that 
I just think his comments are very damaging to the league. And while they might be true, I think a lot of us can agree that, yeah, that, yeah on the surface, they are true. I think when taken at face value by casuals or non-MLS fans, it's damaging. And I think it gives more fuel to the fire to the idiot fan that just hates MLS because they ran the New York Cosmos out of business, essentially. Sorry. I, I have to agree with Jake here. I I want to say at this point, it's tough for me to care about a lot of his comments anymore. Uh, they're, they're kind of annoying uh, at times. And I think the most damaging one is the one, you know, when he talks about the Ferrari and the Fiat's, you know, like this and that. And you know what? Like, he's a good player in MLS. I bet you he could probably do this in other leagues too. But because it's MLS, because he's saying that, and Jake is spot on with the, casu- with the casuals. The casuals are going to look at that and be like, hey, look, I mean, Zlatan scoring 20 goals. He said this thing sucks. I mean, I guess he's right. I guess he's too good at 38. You know, it's just like he shouldn't be doing this in any other league. And in reality, it's like he's kind of downplaying himself too. Because Zlatan, I bet you even at 38, he, he could be doing things that are, that are significantly better uh, than some players could be doing at 28-29. I think he's that incredible of a player who scored over 500 goals in his career. And it's just all these comments. I just at some point they kind of get annoying. Like the Velo one, you know, talking about you know, his, you know, I'm better than him and blah blah blah. That's fine. That's just banter leading up to a rivalry match, and I think that's totally fine. But some of the other stuff, like you know what? Like, yeah, with Pavone, Pavone should be better than MLS though, right? Because they bought, they were potentially going to buy him for 20 million. That'll be more than any other transfer fee paid for any player in MLS history. He should be better than anyone else in the league. This shouldn't be a surprise. So, like, why say it in that kind of matter? I agree. And I think it does kind of shine a weird negative light on MLS because people take – I mean, look at the look at the attendance when Zlatan plays, you know, in the markets where attendance is really bad. It goes up because people worship Zlatan. He is a, an incredible mm. player, mm-hmm. and they want to come see him play. So his words hold value. Now, now it's not to say – Hey, bro, come say MLS is the best league in the world. You love it. Yeah. But, like, take maybe a little bit of a different approach. I just think they're kind of annoying at this point. You're you're not wrong that they're annoying. I, I, I completely agree with you that they're annoying. Because it's it's just not that Ibra is saying this, one, and then it drops for eight weeks, and then maybe he has a little comment. It's like every week he opens his mouth, and Jake's texting us. Do you see what Ibra said? But I don't think it's that bad for the league because people are talking about this stuff. And Ibrahimovic is such a global phenom when it comes to the football community. The fact that he's shining a light on MLS might be a, a, a strange but good thing. I mean, it's the old saying that there's no such thing as bad press. You're getting your name out on the paper. People are talking about it. What I find strange, though, is that he is backing his words up with the play on the field. And I find that strange because he is 38 years old. So what is he saying about his age? What is he saying about his numbers, that they're inflated, that he plays in such a crappy league, that these numbers aren't actually Like he's downplaying himself. Right? Yeah. No, I definitely agree with you on that point. So I find that strange. But overall, for the league, I don't think the league minds it because people are talking about it. We're spending an entire, pretty much an entire show talking about what two superstars have either said or tweeted. Let's talk about this playoff format. ESPN does its MLS player poll annually. And last, this past summer, it asked, 
new playoff format. Love it or hate it? 68% love it. 23% meh, don't care. 9% hate it. Players said this, quote, love it. I just feel like that the best teams over the course of the season should be rewarded with a one-off game at home in front of their fans. It also eliminates a lot of travel. I like the advantage for the higher-seeded teams. And that we all praise for MLS for reformatting the playoff system. Why? Because it does truly give the advantage to the higher seeds, hoping to put more of an emphasis on the regular season and getting points and getting results so that they can host playoff games and not have to travel. But Armand, Zlatan does have some truth to it when it says all you have to do is be the seventh seed, sneak in the playoffs, and you mathematically, hypothetically, could go on and win MLS Cup. San Jose, a couple years ago, with the minus 20 goal differential, whatever it was, technically had the opportunity to lift MLS Cup. But we all know what happened when San Jose played Vancouver. They yeah. lost 5-0. Right. They lost 5-0 on, on the road. And I mean, look, I mean, I, I understand what he's saying, right? But, I mean... How how does he know, right? He doesn't have first night experience in it, right? They missed the playoffs they last missed the year, playoffs last year. Uh, again, again, against the Dynamo. Um, I, I, obviously, the mentality wasn't there to finish in the seventh seed. So, I mean, some or sixth seed at that time. So I guess something was wrong. I mean, look, you can say what you want about the playoff system. I mean, uh, making the seventh seed and you know going up here and you know going to the road each and every match, especially in a league. Where where we know that road games are hard, like they're significantly challenging, and maybe that gap is going down a little bit right now. They're really hard. Teams are struggling to win on the road. I mean, sure, you can say, "Oh, seven seed," and you know what, make the playoffs, we win. But is that really the expectation for the Galaxy that they make this playoffs as like a six seed and that's it? Like they're good, a first round exit, and you're good? No, the Galaxy's expectation from fans, from media, is to compete for MLS Cup, to make it to a Western Conference final or a semifinal where they're playing an LAFC and playing in an El Trafico potentially and playing for a spot, you know, on the line where they might have a chance to go to MLS Cup. That's what they want. So, I mean, he can say that, but again, he's kind of like downplaying himself. No, if the Galaxy make the seventh seed, they don't win. Like, they don't win. Like It's not a win for the Galaxy. It's a, okay, we did what we're supposed to do. A win for a Galaxy is advancing into the playoffs, making a deeper run. I get, I, he's kind of downplaying himself and, I, and the team, and like, I, I don't know why. I, I, I don't know why. I mean, sure, a lot of us, you know, would rather prefer that one game you play each other twice, whatever a single table format. But we don't have that here. We don't have that here. So we have playoffs and playoffs. You know, quite frankly, they're a little bit more interesting than the Premier League. Sorry, sometimes they they are and. I just I I don't know Jake. What do you think? I'm 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 I don't get it sometimes. I do find it ironic that he's talking about how the system sucks and how you only need to be the seventh seed and you you get in and like you said, Armand, they held the sixth seed last year and they didn't get in on the final day. So for him to talk about the playoffs like he knows what it means to to participate in them is kind of uh, it's kind of funny to me. Uh, one thing I will add to to this is Zlatan can talk about how this you know th- this is the way it is in Europe we don't have a playoff format well Zlatan guess what you're in America 
<laughs> in America's sporting culture, there are playoffs. There is a postseason. Right. The best team is not crowned at the end of the regular season. The best team is crowned at the end of the playoffs. You knew that coming into this, so why are you complaining about it? Okay, Jake, I want to pause on that point there for a second because I think you make a correct point saying the American sporting landscape is about the playoffs. However, if you're MLS, you have to be concerned that some of these games in May, in June, in July are what? What meaning do they have to players, to coaches? Obviously, the coaches feel the hot seat, but it seems like some players look at it and go, well, there's next week. A point here is not the end of the the world. For example, the point against Orlando City. You're Minnesota United. Guarantee you there's probably a couple players in the locker room going like, well, we're still the two seed. How do you get players week in and week out to go the full 100% knowing that this result could make a huge impact on the outcome of the season, whether or not you lift trophy, a trophy or not. I don't know, man. You should ask himself that because they didn't make the playoffs last year. <laughs> okay, but I, take the Ebra situation like, out of take. Look at it, MLS as a whole. If you're the commissioner of MLS, what do you do? How do you get more butts and seats? How do you get fans to realize, hey, this match between FC Dallas and Montreal Impact in the middle of May is going to have a huge impact on the outcome at the end of the season. How do you get that to make that jump? You will get more butts in the seats as soon as the American sporting culture embraces MLS. We do not have this conversation about the NBA games in, you know, the middle of November. I disagree. Who cares? Who cares? Why are we watching this? This is I disagree. Who cares? cares? No one. The games in November don't matter in the NBA. But they do, because if you finish a game behind the eighth-seeded team in, in in the conference and miss the playoffs, that game that you lost in November matters. No, it's the game that you lost in April. It's the game you lost in February. They all matter. matter. They all matter the same. It's, it's a no. BS cliche that people try to – yes, because you cannot say that the game in November – if you finish a game outside the playoffs and say – well, the, the game you lost in April means a hell of a lot more than that game you lost on November 11th. Well, you know why? Like, come on, it means it more. It's the because same. the season shrinks and you have less games, and each game suddenly becomes more and more important. The game in November, you still have sixty odd games that you're going to play. If you want to complain about an American sporting culture, your reasoning is the is one of the is part of the the mentality issue that Zlatan might be talking about is nobody treats g- games early in the season or some people some athletes don't treat games early in the season like they matter and that's the well, wrong mentality to i have. promise you the new england patriots here's the new england patriots reference of the day they don't care about the first four games of the regular season they're trying to still figure things out and that's in a sport where there's only 16 games and every game truly has a huge impact on seeding making the playoffs home field advantage that matters if there's any league in America that has it correct from beginning to end, it's American football, whether it's in the college ranks or the NFL. Every game significantly matters. Because they have like 12 games? Yeah, because there's there's literally every game has such a huge impact, and it's limited. I actually think the, the NFL thing where every game is super important is kind of BS too. Oh, 
Well, like, re- realistically, you're given about six chances, six screw ups, six mulligans before you've shot yourself in the foot. Uh, so no. And as no. a New England and, Patriots fan, you should know all about that because they lost the Giants in 2007. Yeah. And and let's and, and and let's think about it though. Like uh, you're you're asking how you, you want to emphasize the importance of people in MLS. I mean, look at like right now the Western Conference where slots two through eight are split up. You know, are split by eight or for, excuse me by five points. You have FC Dallas in eighth place, with 37, and we're recording this before the Portland Atlanta match on Sunday, and you have Minnesota sitting. At 42 points in the second in the second seat, they matter. You, that first game that FC Dallas drew against Revolution 1-1, that's going to come back to haunt them. You know when they, you know, I guess in my opinion, when they if they miss the playoffs, you know, like sure. the, these games are gonna are but gonna the add players, up. Now, the problem is it's whether or not players take it seriously enough. It's always hindsight is always 2020, but it's in the moment. You don't think on Saturday that draw between Tottenham and City, the players are going to feel that and they're going to look back on it? You don't think Guardiola instantly realized, oh, this could have a huge impact on the title race? Yeah, second game into the season? I mean, I think they do in MLS too. I, I mean, I, you, go into, I, you, go, you go into a locker room after after a, a draw. I, when I went to the locker room after the FC Dallas Revolution draw, they looked bummed. Like, from looking at them, they looked bummed. Uh, I went in there when they drew Vancouver 2-2 after blowing a two-goal lead. They looked bummed. I went in there when uh, they drew, I think, there was one more. Then uh, they lost to the Red Bulls 3-1 at home. They looked bummed and mad and angry. I think I think we're, we're taking too much stock into what Zlatan's saying and taking too much stock into this whole oh, one-table thing. And sure, I mean, it, it's a more fair way to assess things, but we don't have that. We have a, we have a playoff, and... With the increased amount of playoff spots, sure, it's a lot. 54% of teams make the playoffs. That's a lot. That's a big amount. But it also, it kind of lowers the, the it kind of makes everything a little bit more competitive towards the end. Like, look, the the, the fire right now could be, you know, chasing a, a top, a, a more of a top seed if they weren't blowing games and losing left and right in the beginning of the season. Same, the Rev, uh, same with the Revolution. I mean, hell, you could say the same thing with the Rapids. If they didn't go on that 10-game winless streak, they might be competing, you know, potentially for like one of those bottom seeds. I, I think all those games matter, but again, I think we're looking at too much into, you know, like so, oh, wait, the- but you you have the most experience out of all of us in being locker rooms, talking players, and Ibrahimovic is calling out players for not saying, hey, they don't take a a match, match day seven, match day fourteen, seriously enough, where they realize that has ramifications on the outcome. Right. By the way, this is the same guy, by the way, who played at Barcelona who could afford to take match day seven off because he was playing against he Hone. So <laughs> let's let's, you know, let's also take what he's saying with a grain of salt. But Armand, go on. Yeah. Yeah. You're not you're not wrong there. Armand, you get closing closing thoughts here before we quickly talk about Wayne Rooney. I mean, look, he can say whatever he wants with the playoff system. But if it, when they like, you know, right now they're sought to play the San Jose Earthquakes in the playoffs and. Uh, you know, last time they played the men, we end up so well. And if Zlatan loses in the first round, uh, if you make the playoffs to win, right? You, you got to go up to Isn't the there game, more man, pressure like, on Zlatan won. to perform well in the playoffs yeah, and get I mean, his team I mean, to at least the conference finals or whatever that bar is? That should be their expectation, conference finals, with a guy like Zlatan, a guy like Kristen Pavone, uh, and a pretty good coach. I went to the Copa Libertadores final 
in uh, Guillermo Barcelado. That's that should be their goal to play LAFC in a potential El Tráfico in the playoffs, not making the playoffs. I think again Zlatan's downplaying his team's expectations and and, and himself to say, hey, look, this league sucks. Thanks, listeners. Question of the day at Unc Sam Soccer Pod. Do Zlatan Ibrahimovic's comments hurt or help MLS? Let us know on Twitter at Unc Sam Soccer Pod. Now, fellas, let's talk a little Wayne Rooney. He also has had some uh, comments. I don't think they're as controversial, though, but I think they're worth bringing up and discussing. Wayne Rooney tweeting early Sunday, gutted about result last night. We deserved more. Looking forward to a 12-hour travel day, which could be done in six, but hey, this is MLS. We will get ready for Red Bulls Wednesday. Hashtag charter flights. Hashtag, I'm assuming he meant MLS, but he put MSL. Armand, you you know a lot about this. You've talked a lot about this. And by the way, listeners, this came after a one-nail loss in Vancouver. These flights are an absolute pain for players and coaches. They, look, I'll give you an example. And some teams, you know, as MLS wants to, you know, increase parity by not having charter flights. Yeah, it increases parity. Does it really? Let's think about it. Dallas, Central Hub, DFW International Airport. They have direct flights to each place they go to. So, for example, they don't have to connect from one area to another to another, to another. I'm I, I'm not sure what teams do, but I know other teams have this problem where they have to, when, to go from, let's say, I'm just making this up, like, I, I don't know, when they have to go like, to Philadelphia or something, they have to take another connecting flight to somewhere else. It's ridiculous. It decreases recovery time for players on the way back. It, it, it there, there, there is no, is there, is there parity if one team has an advantage in Dallas where it can go directly to one and another team cannot? There's potential for delays. It, he's right. It, it's a joke. How can you want to be considered a world-class league, but yet you, you, they fought on the same plane as a team as like me, you, and Jade could? Like that, sh- that shouldn't be the case. No ample leg room. They get airline miles though, so I mean, I, I guess that helps in some in some point. <laughs> but that's that's uh, that's they they, 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 get, they, they really get, get airline, airline miles. miles for all this. They, they get airline miles for all of it. So uh, I talked to Paxton Fomacall about it. I actually have a little article about it uh, up. And he's like, yeah, I mean, we get miles. I mean, I don't mind it. But, I mean, I'm sure guys – like, like, look. A 38-year-old I, who's sitting yeah, there going, like, this is my last old, season. My knee – you know, my knees my are in knee my chest. My knee is killing me. But, like, <laughs> I was on the tarmac for two hours in the delay uh, on way back from D.C. I, like, took a weird nap, woke up. The next day, I was, like I – was, I wasn't feeling that great. I was feeling groggy, annoying, sore. Now imagine me being after playing a, a match. That that's how I'm gonna feel. Come on, that's he's right. It's a joke. Uh, CBA is gonna have to fix that up, and MLS players should really like push for that. And if they don't, they're pretty spineless. No, Armand, I 100% agree. This needs to be re- uh, this needs to be corrected in the next CBA. There should be only charter flights. Players should not be having to make 12-hour treks a day after a game to get back home. Like you said, if you don't if you're a team not in a main hub, if you're like an SKC, I'm sure it's a nightmare for for them or Portland, especially these teams on the West Coast, or on the East Coast, and you have to make these cross-continental flights. 
just it has to be a huge pain in the ass. MLS needs to fix this. And I think now this is a good this is a good comment for uh, MLS. By the way, this is this is a good one when you have a a player actually speaking about a real issue, not a playoff system or whatever you want to talk call it. A player saying hey, these these flights suck. I should not have to be on a plane or in an airport for 12 hours the day after a game. Fix this. This could be a six hour thing. I could be home with my family and join my Sunday taking a nap or resting or whatever. And Wayne Rooney is 100% right. And Armand is 100% right. MLS and the players, they need to come together. They need to fix this. Every single flight next season needs to be charter flights. Listeners at Unc Sam Soccer Pod, question of the day. Do Slatan Ibrahimovic, maybe throw in Wayne Rooney's tweet, help or hurt the league. Let us know at Unc Sam Soccer Pod. You can also tweet us at Jake Wachoba, at Steven Jodder, and at Armando Fai. Love your feedback, comments. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review. Come back tomorrow. We got more MLS. Until next time. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound, not just here or here, but everywhere. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving.